Hello, I'm Sarah Vine and this is Sarah Vine's Female Half Hour from Mail Plus. I'm joined this week and every week by my friend and co-host Imogen Edwards-Jones. Coming up on today's show, are women being failed by the health service? We will be speaking to Mariella Frostrup, who says that women are being treated like second-class citizens and that shortages of HRT drugs are a matter of life or death. And the world's richest person, Elon Musk, is buying Twitter for an astonishing $44 billion. We'll speak to a tech expert who'll explain why he's buying it and if it's really worth all that money. Plus, the trial of the year is taking place as Johnny Depp sues Amber Heard for defamation, who, not to be left out, is countersuing. We will talk to our resident astrologer, Teresa Chung, who will tell us what the stars have to say about the warring former couple. But first, Imogen. Hello. Sorry, I was just looking at some porn. How are you? (laughs) I should say that she wasn't looking at porn, she was eating a croissant. (laughs) Would you have been upset had I been looking at porn? Actually, yes, because I'm I'm a bit like that. So yes, the the porn, someone has been looking at porn. Some naughty boy has been looking at porn. So when I I first read the story, I thought maybe what's happened is, because I get trolled a lot, and I sometimes get sent porn in an email. Yes, as a sort of horrid thing. And it usually involves donkeys. What? Uh, <laughs> or, oh my god! Yes, I get sent really horrible, and and you just and you open it because you're just opening your emails, and you're yeah. oh my god, and then you delete yes. it. Yes. So I did wonder whether that was what had happened because obviously if you're an MP, you probably get a few trolls. Doesn't but apparently, sound like, no, no, no. It sounded no. like he was creating a sort of porn space <laughs> within the House of Commons. We're assuming it's a he. Could oh, definitely been, a he. It's definitely yes, a he. Because okay. two ladies either side of him got cross. <laughs> quite right. Right. Too. Quite right. Too. And it seems so yeah, seedy. It seems, I know. The idea. Have it's you horrible. ever been on a, a well, train? I or once a... sat behind someone on an aeroplane who was watching <gasps> porn. See, what did you do? Well, I asked them to stop doing it. Did you? It. Yeah, I said, that's very brave of you. can't do that. I'm sorry. You know, don't. But it is really it's upsetting. It's really offensive. Yes. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, so do you remember I wrote a book about porn? You did, yes. Years and years and years ago. What was it called? It, was, it had a brilliant title. Touch Wood. But those were sort of much more innocent days when yeah. it was, you know, it had some wit. Yeah. And uh, But he's streaming porn onto his phone and apparently mm. he's done it twice. So it can't be an accident. No. Um, but also, is it a sort of showing off that this is a male space sort of attitude? Or is it... An addiction. It's an illness. I mean, come yeah. on. Surely you can stop watching porn for five minutes while you're in the House of Commons. Doing your I job. mean, if you're that desperate to watch porn that you can can't even turn it off. For I mean, I know that some of those debates are quite boring, <laughs> but <laughs> I just. Find I mean, can't you just scroll yeah. through scroll through Instagram? I mean, it's horrible. I know. I thought I actually thought it was really really upsetting. And what's he actually. doing? Is he going to be sitting there excited? That's mm. the question. Because isn't that the point of porn? I don't know. I don't know. I've never, to be honest, although I've written a book about porn and been on a porn set, uh, <laughs> I have never actually watched it. <laughs> Isn't no. that weird? Yeah. I no, find it's not it weird. Offensive. It's not weird because I don't think our generation think of porn as something that you just, you know, have on your Lots phone. Lots of people do, though. They do. But yeah. I think, you know, Right place, right time, obviously. Yeah. And work is not the no, right time. Work is not the time. And the House of Commons is very... Mu- I mean, it's like watching it in church. I know. It's very, very, very wrong. Well, and, and what were the women doing at either side? Supposed to put their arms out and go, oh, this looks fun. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I've look seen at that. this. <laughs> what were they supposed to do? I don't know. No. I don't know. But honestly, it's not okay, no. is it? In, no. in the words of our friend Ali, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. 
The journalist, presenter and author Maria Lefrostrup has written passionately in the Daily Mail about the HRT supply crisis that has left some women, <coughs> me and Imogen, mm. in desperation. She says that the crisis is a matter of life or death and Mariela joins us now. Mariela, thank you. I know you're really super busy, but it was a brilliant piece and it's a huge issue. Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, I am only super busy in the same way as every other woman in the land is super busy. I always think there's something terribly competitive about going on about how busy one is. Because, <laughs> you know, true, frankly, yeah. who isn't? Who isn't blooming busy? But I think when you're going through menopause, being busy becomes even more of a challenge and kind of balancing mm. all of the many, many roles that get dumped on women's shoulders really can be quite a hardship. And it's amazing and shocking to me that we are at this point in the 21st century and yet we probably know more about the surface of the moon than we do about mm. menopause. And I find it enraging mm. and frustrating in equal part. And I know that there'll be people who think I probably bore on about it a bit. But when you realize that 50% of the population have this liminal phase that they're going to go through, mm. unsupported completely, shamed and ignored, and that's at best, mm. then it does make you into a bit of yeah. a sort of, you know... I mean, I think the thing about the menopause, it's like death and taxes. It's the only thing that's inevitable mm. in a woman's life. And I do think it's insane that you have to get a prescription to have your HRT. I think you should just be able to go to the chemist and buy some, to be perfectly honest. And well, to be honest, I agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, people aren't recklessly going to go around slathering their whole bodies with excess <laughs> estrogen because the thing is, if you have too much of anything, you, you yeah. know the impact. I mean, we know that about alcohol and we know, you yeah. know, so, so the idea that, that it should be eked out, you know, it's and a controlled has been... controlled substance. Exactly, controlled substance. But I think just in another sort of rather macabre way of keeping women under control. Yeah, mm. I agree. So and, what's happened with the supply chain at the moment, Mariella? Do you know what's going on? Why there's this sudden well, women are dealing HRT in car parks? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it would be amusing if it wasn't so annoying because mm. basically what it's being blamed on i'm afraid that the b word does have to come into it as well there are people who, who suggest it's connected to brexit but most of the time uh, what it's blamed on if you will is the fact that demand has risen so, oh, so it's your fault our success it's basically my fault uh, it's and, your fault and, entirely and, yes. <laughs> and penny and all of the yes, other people because who... for a very long time they made us believe that it would actually kill us didn't yes. they oh, yes, it gave there you, was that yes. american study that they did yeah made you and, unwell and, yeah. and, it, and, and i'm i'm actually thinking of, of trying to create a class action mm. because of that american really? survey mm. because it was yes i mean hundreds of thousands if not millions of women have ended up suffering from heart conditions yeah. and osteoporosis exactly directly because of the fact that they were put off HRT and still are. I mean, wait till you hear the numbers. So the reason that we've got an HRT shortage is because uh, from about a figure of 250,000 women in the UK, it's risen to 550,000. That's out of uh, approximately mm. between 16 and 20 million menopausal women. Gosh. So mm. that's how many women were put off and that's mm. how little arise had to occur in demand for it to suddenly be unavailable and be like a class A drug in Morrison's car park. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fair to say that not everybody needs it. I mean, some people seem to get, you know, it's a bit like having babies. Some people mm. do, do it really effortlessly and then others like me make a total hash of it. I mean, I definitely need it. Um, <laughs> it is one thing that people find very, very difficult to talk about. It is like the sort of, you know, like, like miscarriages mm. or being infertile. There are these things that women sort of hide under the table and don't discuss. And I think that 
there's a lot of sort of innate fear as well about, you know, if I did this, I, am I admitting to something mm. or, you know, am I no longer a female? Do I am no longer attractive? All that stuff, which I think is what you're doing so brilliantly is because you are gorgeous, you know, you've taken... You haven't seen me today. <laughs> well, but also there are quite a lot of men who are quite keen for the um, HRT shortage to stop as well. I saw that... <laughs> I saw Rod oh, Stewart. I'm sure. Because but if you, you're married to a menopausal woman who hasn't got her God, meds... I love Rod Stewart. <laughs> I love Rod Stewart. <laughs> But you but know what he's been campaigning with you, hasn't he? When it was, uh, yeah, well, not quite with mm-hmm. me, but I mean, mm-hmm. his wife, Penny Lancaster, has been campaigning mm-hmm. with us uh, for, mm-hmm. for a menopause mandate. And he's sort of stepped in and been an extremely unlikely. I mean, I have to say my jaw literally hit my my knee when I saw him <laughs> with his Daily Mail front cover and kind yes. of being the new, new menopause warrior. But I mean, HRT in the 60s was hugely more prevalent. And that was mm. because it was considered the wonder drug that kept women having sex with their husbands. Yes. Um, oh, and so really? men were mad for it at that point. Yeah, absolutely mad for it. That was obviously <laughs> before the, the, survey, the survey came out. But now, I mean, I just think that, it, you know, it's also deeply tied in yeah. with, you know, hideously sexist attitudes to women and yeah. ageism par excellence. The real reason that women are afraid to talk about it is because it instantly puts you in a bracket that we perceive as being dried up, has been, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And the reason we feel that is because that's what the world reflects back at us at, at this point in our lives. So to be going through that. I think a lot of people also think that if you want it, that people think you're vain because, you know, you're supposed to just give up and, and just mm. basically nature wants you dead. You're supposed to step aside and leave it to the next generation and not complain about all the things that you're experiencing. It's so sexist. It's mm. ridiculous. And what's also extraordinary about that one study which ruined everything is that it was literally one study and mm. it has ruined millions of women's mm. lives as a result. So where are you and on your you class action you... then, Mariella? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I haven't quite embarked on the class action mm. yet. I think <laughs> my first priority is uh, HRT supply and also yeah. it shouldn't be a socioeconomic decision. No. There are many, many women out there who can't afford HRT and Absolutely. If men needed it for the same reasons that we do, to lead tolerable lives from a certain point, it would be available on mm. the NHS. And, you know, for, for many women, you know, that paying a prescription fee every month, it's eked out exactly as you mm. were saying, Sarah, at the beginning of this conversation, eked out and controlled when it doesn't need to be. And actually, it should be available free on prescription. And I think I won't rest until it is available free on prescription because that seems yeah, to me should, immensely important. Right. It should be free. It should be absolutely free. Or, 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 you know, if you want to buy it without prescription, you should also be able to do that. I mean, you're mm. kind of, you know, your pharmacists are perfectly capable of giving you the right stuff. Of course stuff. they are. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. In fact, they often know more what they're doing than the doctors, yes. I find. But I imagine, you know, buying shed loads of Nurofen and popping them right, left and centre is probably far worse for you than like yeah. an extra tiny splodge of... HRT. If you go into Boots and try and buy more than one packet of paracetamol, they won't sell it to you. Yes, yes. So it's simple. You just put a limit on the amount of things that people can buy. Yeah. But I think there is this sort of idea that you have to, some women somehow have to sort of earn the right to have the HRT, which is... Which be on your knees in order to get it. <coughs> yeah. yeah, and you have to... Well, no, and also that you have to convince... I mean, the other thing that, that I won't rest until we've achieved mm. is, you know, for every woman to have a consultation with a medical professional who's actually studied mm. the menopause along with all the other things that they have to study because at the moment you can do half an hour on it and that's considered enough and then yeah. you end up with women going in to see their GP and being told things like mm, HRT I don't really rate it 
No. But when challenged, have absolutely no answer as to why. And so it's a total kind of postcode lottery, GP lottery. GPs and, often put you on antidepressants, antidepressants exactly. instead of HRT, yeah. which yeah. is not the same thing at all. No. That did happen to me, I think. Did I was in, When I mm. was perimenopausal. But the other thing about the peri... We don't talk enough about the perimenopause, because I actually think that's the real bitch. <laughs> it is. Yes. But nobody it is. Menopause. I mean, the thing that I discovered writing the book, which I was so shocked by, and I mean, you know, all of everything to do with menopause just made me feel like a total ignoramus. I couldn't mm. believe that I thought of myself as a kind of reasonably intelligent woman of the world. Mm. And, and yet I hit this phase with no knowledge whatsoever. But one of the things that was really shocking, and again, is the reason I'm saying every woman in their early 40s should have an mm. appointment with a medical professional uh, who knows about it, is that that's when it starts. And yeah. that's when the drop in your hormones starts creating mm. all these 38 symptoms, everything from anxiety yeah. to insomnia to hot mm. flushes. But more importantly, your bones start yeah. losing their density. And without restocking up on oestrogen yeah. and on the hormones, then you yeah. can end up with osteoporosis, as I nearly did. So well, uh, the perimenopause exactly. is the time. It's the time to say, so I went to see Dr. Nicholas Panet, who you probably know, who's brilliant in this sector and really knows yeah, that, his really. onions. And he said to me that if he had his way, women would start taking HRT as soon as they start exhibiting perimenopausal really? symptoms because it would prevent a lot of the problems spiralling out of control because what happens is that women don't realise they're entering the perimenopause. Mm. That's what happened to me. I, could, I didn't understand what was happening to me. I you were just a bit under it par. Was, I felt a bit like the Spanish Inquisition. No mm. one expects it. You know, yes. you're like, what's this yeah. about? <laughs> and, and, and I was sort of shocked and I thought there was something wrong with me and that I was just ill yeah. or depressed and actually I was just perimenopausal. And I think if I'd put on that then, Pane said, look, you know, you you, it wouldn't have even affected you at all. Mm. You know, you'd no, have just but it, or the other through. really annoying thing about your story is, you know, again, it's that thing of, of, of women, you know, the sense that you're, that you're not coping, that you can't get on with your life in the way that you've always been able to. And then if you get prescribed things like antidepressants, you mm. do feel like you're losing your mind, you know, yeah. and you do yeah. feel like there's something wrong with you. And actually, the menopause isn't something wrong with you. It's a totally natural phase that is going to affect different women in different ways. Some women say, through it you know I, mm. I didn't really have that bad an experience but you know I've spoken to so many women who've had the most appalling time mm. of it and I mean a society is only as good as how well it looks after those yeah. who are least fortunate in it and in this mm. instance, well, I always you know, think, I always think it's, it's a bit like basically becoming a teenager in reverse isn't it and yes. if you think how <laughs> exhausting and difficult teenagers yes, are it's yes, you know it's, yes. it's I think that's kind of helpful yeah. comparison because it is very traumatic hormonally yeah. it is just very traumatic but also a lot of those symptoms aren't taken very seriously you know mm. you think, oh you're a little bit tired oh sorry oh you're a bit forgetful well, that's just your mm. age. Mm. That's you know, your people think and you're you're expected to go through these things, but actually you don't need to. And also the putting. Let's the remember as well mm -hmm. that teenagers don't have any responsibilities. So no, while they're true. going yes. through their period of hormonal <laughs> flux, yes. yeah. they aren't trying to look after three teenagers and do a job and exactly. you know all of the other things. Look after your mother or whatever. <laughs> so it's different. It's the same, but very very different. I think. Yeah. So just tell us very quickly, what's the best resource for menopausal women trying to get some, trying to get their hands on the good yes. stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I, you know, me, <laughs> me, I'm a proselytizer for HRT and hopefully mm. we'll get supplies back to the way they should be. But I mean, yeah. if you think about the fact that there's only 550 odd thousand women taking it yeah. now and there's 20 million of them out there who could do with it yeah. and they're going to have to start, you know, pouring it out pretty fast 
But I mean, the other thing is, you know, and I don't want people to feel that's the only thing you can do. You know, there are other mm. things you can do. You know, try and be healthier. I know that's really mm. boring, but actually mm. it really, really works in, in, in middle age. White wine yeah. is not your friend. We don't process sugar the same way we used to. Chocolate, sweets, all of that stuff, you know, sugary stuff isn't your friend in the same way. It goes straight on the belly. And even if you don't care about your belly, your body mm. doesn't process it. So you end up not being able to sleep and all of those things. So mm. try and be healthy. Try and be kind to yourself. You know, it's yeah. something I think women are particularly bad at. But, you know, do take the time out to have a 10-minute a, a hot bath when you finish mm. work before you get stuck into mm. family stuff. You know, just try and be nice to yourself. That's my top, top-line advice. I found that when I couldn't get my HRT, I alternated at days every other day, mm. you know, just to eke it out yes. a bit and more. That does, and actually, yeah. It worked fine. I felt okay. So I mm. just think if other if women have, are running out, just just every other just day, do it every other day until you. Is that a sensible thing to say or, or crazy? I don't. know. I think it's it absolutely a sensible me. thing to say. And there's also this balance app. You know, Louise Newsom's balance app. And if you go on there, then actually she has some really helpful suggestions for other kinds of HRT because there are certain mm. kinds that are in very short supply, and there are others that haven't just for no real reason haven't been the ones that doctors have been mm. prescribing, but that. Actually actually work perfectly well and she gives you a sort of rundown of, of everything that's, that's available and, and, and what you can and can't you know use it for so I, I think that that's very helpful as well but I mean you shouldn't be having to go onto the balance like you should be able to just ask your GP and they should come up with an alternative that would be life easy wouldn't it the chemists should be allowed to swap one brand yeah. out for another yeah. if they've yes, only got exactly you know, just exactly. a bit of common sense exactly not common rocket science, only we rule common the world, ladies. <laughs> common sense. Common sense. Well, thank, thank God for you, you Mariella. That's all I can say. <laughs> thank you very much. That was Mariella Prostrup, who really just needs no introduction. Mm. Um, and her book on the menopause is called Cracking the Menopause. And she's also an advocate for menopause mandate. The world's richest person, mm. Elon Musk, mm-hmm. who's worth 200, and I, well, I look at, I, the Google tells me this mm. morning that he's worth 262 billion. That's a lot of That's money. That's a lot of zeros. Mm. Anyway, he is trying to buy Twitters, mm. or Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mustn't say Twitters. That's what my daughter calls it. Really? It's very funny. Um, she calls it the Twitters, uh, the Instagrams, oh. and the Internets. Yeah, <clears throat> well, the Twitters, then. Anyway, he's going to buy that mm. for an eye-watering $44 billion, which, mm. you know, is a bit like you and I are going out and going to Zara. It is Zara. And buying a pair of shoes. Mm. Anyway, to explain why he's doing it and what it might mean for Twitter and its users, we are joined by tech expert Caramel Quinn. Tell us, why is he buying the Twitters? Mm. Because he can. I think it's a bit like when a billionaire buys their favourite sports team, isn't it? You can buy something as a kind of a hobby purchase because you're passionate about it. You might not even care whether it makes money or not because you've got Mm. so much of the stuff, you know? It doesn't make money. He's a passionate Twitter user. No, it made a loss um, for the last couple of years. It made uh, profits in 2018 and 2019, but it's been Mm. making losses recently. How can yeah. he worth forty four billion and if he's not made any money? It, also, is he just so, doing it because he was banned? Because yeah. he was banned famously from Twitter. So was, is he just uh, buying it out of spite? Do you think he's he's uh, a huge freedom of speech advocate? So he mm. basically describes it as being like the town square where everyone should be free to speak. I think it's kind mm. of an American sort of perspective almost on 
on freedom of speech, meaning you can say absolutely anything, which, as we know, mm. is probably the worst bits of the Internet, isn't it? The, the, mm. sort of the lawless bits of it. But I agree yeah. it's an awful lot of money. So basically, I looked up how many users there are, and oh, yeah. um, there are 217 million daily active users, which means each of us is worth $200. Wow. I, I can't believe how valuable. I mean, <laughs> when I look at all those adverts, I don't think they're getting their money's worth, really. No, they're really not, are they? And why are the liberal elite, the lovies, all upset about him buying it? Because he's going to put the Donald Trump back on is it. That, is that he it? could put um, Trump back on He can impose his own sort of, you know, I, I assume that he can impose his own sort of rules. You know, he says that there'll be no sort of policing of the content, that hmm. there should be complete freedom of speech. But obviously he's a businessman with lots lots of fingers in lots of different pies. So mm. ultimately, if he's the boss, won't he have control of it, really? But you can't have total freedom. I mean, I'm all in favour of freedom of speech, but mm. you can't just have people sort of boasting pictures of, you know, weird stuff. I mean, yes, you've got to have some parameters, all the stuff. terrorism mm. stuff and mm. all that stuff. What, what's he going to do about that? I mean, he can't just be a free-for-all. He says that that's what the law is there for. So basically right. the law is there and, and that a Twitter and, and sites like it shouldn't really police other than the law. We all know that the law doesn't always work fast enough. We know that the internet can, yeah. ha can be a place for hate speech and things, mm. you know, really inappropriate stuff. We also know that the law varies around the world. There are countries that are very... There's no international law. I mean, mm. that's, that is the problem. As Caramel, as an internet expert, mm. that is one of the big issues, is there's no international law when it comes to online abuse, mm. is there? No, I, I believe not. And so, so really, we do need these places to have their own set of, um, what do they call it, community guidelines, they say, don't yeah. they, on, on Facebook mm. when something gets taken down. It's what makes a place somewhere that you, you're willing to visit is if the really horrible stuff is removed from it. There are some high-profile people quitting Twitter. It's a bit what? like turning down... It's like turning down MBE, isn't it? The only, the, <laughs> the only reason that people turn things down is when they're so high-profile that they can make a point. It's not, yes. you know, it doesn't matter whether most people sort of leave or not. I think, I think normal people like us, or, mm. or somebody like me, will, will leave if we think it's become, you know, a, a yeah. cesspit, and keep using it if, it, if it's business I mean, as I usual. Must, I mean, I came off Facebook because I found it too... Aggressive? Oh, too aggressive and horrible. I, I haven't used Facebook for years. Mm. I mean, I still have an account because I discovered when I came off Facebook that you can't actually ever delete no, it yourself. No, keep saying, you sure you want to leave. You sure you want to leave? Yes, I really Excellent, want to. very annoying boyfriend. It's, it's, it's like you're not going <laughs> once a year on your birthday to see all the it's birthday like, greetings yeah, like most people. Like, yeah. It's like you're at a party and you keep trying to go and it keeps oh, yes. offering <laughs> you another drink and saying, please stay Hardly. and have a canapé. <laughs> and also the other thing that happens when you're not on Facebook anymore is that your mother sends you lots of interesting things to read oh, yes. on Facebook. Facebook. Yes. And then you can't read them because yes. they're on I've Facebook. I've never been on Facebook. No, I would no. never had an account on Facebook. No. Can I just ask you, Caramel, is there a sort of... I saw yesterday some people on the Twitter so rubbing their hands with glee, thinking that they were going to... like the, the algorithms were going to change. The idea that what you say would be viewed more mm. like people who've got slightly sort of right of centre views. The idea that there are some sort of algorithms that stop their incredible popularity. That's just paranoid. 
are there special algorithms that 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 work within that that platform? I don't think people saying reasonable, you know, things that we'd consider okay to say are being mm. suppressed. No, I, I, I don't believe that. But algorithms are very clever. They're basically little bits of software that, that spot mm. things and spot patterns, and they can work faster than the law. So I think mm. they're a really important part of policing I mean, these places. I mean, how are you going to police the internet? You'd have to have a police force of however many Twitter users there are. Mm. I mean, well, I suppose they could appoint, maybe Twitter could appoint marshals, like at school, where you had prefects. And then, you can and then report you could, things. Yeah, you <laughs> can. I, yes. Yeah, you can. No, you can. Absolutely. But, but, but also those trending algorithms are quite interesting and different because I have two different accounts, one which is a work one and one which is a non-work one. And interestingly, the topics change on mm. depending on which account that I'm on. I mean, that mm. presumably, because you, it is an echo chamber of your own yeah, shouting, it is. isn't it? It is. Yes, and, and I think that, that Musk's idea of freedom of speech, like I said, it is kind of an American-style idea, the sort of First Amendment idea of complete freedom of speech, whereas mm. we have a sense um, here that we shouldn't have hate speech. Um, mm. And I think a bit like um, in America, say, you know, gun control battles, that, you know, the, the, the Second Amendment was never written with automatic weapons in mind. I think the First Amendment wasn't written with the idea of Twitter in mind because no. he's got 87.2 million followers so if he just drunk tweets something that's like you know that's a whole country's worth of people who read it yeah. and believe it or whatever and the, you know these original sort of laws and senses of uh, of what's okay they they weren't written with this age in mind we have to yeah, update I think, them don't I we? think that's a really really yes. good point actually yeah. there's lots of things that do need updating on account of the internets yeah um, but I, the thing that really made me laugh was all of the staff at Twitter who are awfully sort of woke kind mm. of millennials or actually probably quite younger than that, who all, mm. apparently they have a day off a month for the mental health. Do they? Mm. Yes. Oh. And so they're very worried that this bad man is coming and is going to make them but do some work. But is he bad, Elon Musk? I mean, this is the, this I is don't the think weird... he's bad. I think he's just mischievous, isn't he? And he's got a lot of money. He's, a base, he's sort of Loki, really, isn't he? <laughs> I he's quite like Loki. Loki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, just a, he's but, a sort of disruptor, a berserker. Well, why was he thrown but, off Twitter in the first place? No, I'm not sure, actually. Oh. But, but he's back on, isn't he? But I mean, yeah, there is a risk, for example, of, of Trump being reinstated. I think, you know, does free speech mean it's OK to lie? I think, you know, that, that, that's a real question. But the yeah. thing about Trump, though, is that I think he should be on Twitter because then everyone can see how mad he is. Mm. In a funny kind of way, I prefer to see the full Trump rather than have him censored. See the danger in the eyes yeah. rather than, I suppose, rather than yeah. mis make, make it more mystifying. Yeah, exactly. I understand the principle, but like you say, when you have these kind of algorithms that filter things, so you know, the echo chamber, you mm. see the things you like, there's a real mm. risk that there are people on there who see, you know, see certain opinions and they don't see the, old, the responses well, really. Exactly. You know, it's that, self-selecting, isn't it? Mm, and that's what's so dangerous about it. I do personally try and follow lots of people who I dislike mm. um, and whose opinions I disagree with. Otherwise, you just end up thinking the same things all mm. the time. And I think yeah. it's, it's very dangerous that the how you can end up being incredibly isolated. Everybody disagrees with me all the time. That so is true. <laughs> I just stand there. One of the possible benefits is apparently Musk has been uh, saying for ages that Twitter needs an edit button. I don't know if you know this, but basically on Facebook, yes. for example, if you post something and then you realise you've made a terrible spelling mistake, you can hop back on and just change it. Yes. And mm. on Twitter, you can't. Once yeah, it's gone I... out there, if, if you said something, then you can't yeah. amend it. You can only delete it. 
Yes. I think he's right about that because I think you should be able to sort of rectify I, their I mistakes. I genuinely think there should be a breathalyzer mm. attached to Twitter <laughs> so, that, so that you can actually only pass if you haven't have too many whiskies. That's very funny. It's like I'm saying about drunk texting, you shouldn't be exactly. allowed. There should be, a, exactly. there should be a chance to review if, it. If your fine motor skills have gone, don't press yeah. send. Yeah. I yeah. think what we should do is turn the internet off at about nine o'clock at night. <laughs> That's my view. <laughs> Just turn it in off your benign all... dictatorship. Yes, yeah. back to dictatorship. We just turn <laughs> the internet off at nine. Yes. Everyone goes goes to bed, and then we turn mm. it on again in the morning, probably mm. at about yeah. five o'clock. Mm. Sure. Yes, and I think the and first it... impact we'll feel, sorry, is, is I think we will get this edit button because somebody, um, a, a geek, a reverse engineer, has found that Twitter has already written the code Ooh. to do this. Oh. The code exists and just hasn't been put into place, but oh. it would. It, it sounds like it's in the offing. So that's one of the first um, changes we're going we to make. We all need an edit button. What happens to all the sort of, because there have been lots of rival Twitters that have started up, things like Parler mm. and stuff. What's going to happen to them? Are they just going to disappear now? Because, of course, if Twitter becomes, you know, what they're trying to be... I don't know. I, I, I think uh, I feel sad that he didn't just start something fabulous with yeah. his fortune instead. I, I think why not? Why not start an alternative and have the confidence that your model is better rather than just buy the leading one? And mm. um, I'm not sure what's going to happen to the others, but they, you know, they all lack critical mass, don't they? Because it's already yeah. hard enough posting things to several different places. If you've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you're already exhausted by yeah. the time you've told everyone what you've had for breakfast. And so, you know, you're not going to want more places. Mm. Isn't there some sort of thing that because it used to be the case in the olden days of the of the social media that when you posted something on Twitter, it would also automatically post it on your Instagram. Did it? And then it yeah. stopped happening. That stopped doing it. So it's well, gone they're now, hasn't different it? Companies now. So I, so maybe there's someone should invent a clever app, which means that you can post across all of your social media channels at once. Because obviously, well, how dangerous there, would that be? I, Honestly, <laughs> I think that exists. Actually, there is, that, that, that does exist. But then the, the, the method for each one is slightly different the people you mm. want to tag and the hashtags and what shape mm. your picture is and where you want to put it and it's, it's always an imperfect solution time saving yeah. but not quite right yeah anyway thank you caramel uh we'll see i mean because apparently he hasn't actually bought it yet has he He's just well i heard to... the deal was in doubt actually <gasps> that that because the tesla stock has bombed because he's going to use that i mean i don't know that's what i i know nothing i've just been reading the newspapers <laughs> Can he's got loads of money I think there's a good I think there's, I think yeah. there's a good chance it'll go through but it's quite right. funny because he's he signed a document saying he won't say anything disparaging about the company in the meantime and he's right. totally been on Twitter uh, making comments about senior members of staff and things like that like you said he's, he's an interesting rebel but you know is he Loki is he Tony Stark I'm not quite sure really uh, <laughs> he's definitely interesting we'll give him that yes. but I'm not sure that I want him in charge of my social media <laughs> no isn't he also about to be called in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp uh, li libel case. Oh, because be he's, oh God, is one, he? he's one of Amber Heard's ex boyfriends because mm. she's dated everyone famous. Yes. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you very much, Caramel. That was extremely enlightening. It was. Lovely to speak to you as ever. That was lovely, Caramel Quinn, who has a fantastic name and knows everything about the internet. Oh, and she has a book called <laughs> The Gadget Show Big Book of Cool Stuff, well, if you I want think, to buy it. I think you should read that. I think I should read yes. that and give it to all my you children. You may realise the internet is actually just singular <laughs> for a start. <laughs> Johnny Depp is mm -hmm. suing Amber Heard mm. for defamation. 
He claims an article written by his former wife, they were married for about three minutes. Oh, were they married? No. <laughs> Literally 10 seconds. Has led to him losing acting roles and he is seeking $50 million in compensation. She is countersuing him for a hundred million, mm. and they have been in court. I have been completely gripped. I know by you're this. gripped by this. You've it's, literally got popcorn sitting there. Go, and then they said, on, then she said, it's all on YouTube, and it's like a sort of Netflix series. Yes, and and he's really funny, and she's also really not funny, but kind of interesting mm. and just sort of fascinating. Also, she's so beautiful. I know. You just can't stare at her in a sort yes. of slightly creepy way. But they really should be doing this quietly on their own. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> anyway, but Johnny's quite funny. He turned up yesterday in a, a massive SUV playing Exodus by Bob Marley and the Whalers oh and sort of came out. <laughs> anyway, it's hilarious. Anyway, but... <laughs> We thought that the best way of dealing with this would mm. be to talk to Teresa Chung. Well, well, always the best way to deal with because anything, actually. Up, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Teresa, hello. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I don't know if you. So I don't know if you're as gripped as I am by this. It's just Hollywood in meltdown. It's mm. just brilliant. Well, from a mystical, a spiritual perspective, I think it's awesome because it shows you can be blessed with wonderful cheekbones. You can be super wealthy. You can have the most exciting career. You can be mm. so popular, and yet you can be so messed up. Yes, Still, and miserable. Yeah, it's so odd, laugh, isn't, isn't it? it? Yes, so, tainted so, love. Like oh, it. I like that. So, what are they? <laughs> what think... are they astrologically? Is it, what are they? Yeah. Well, he's a Gemini. Again, these naughty Gemini Gemini's, you know, Taurus, you know, Um, and she's a Taurus, she's very earthy, but also there's that controlling side of the Taurus. He also, because his first wife, Vanessa, was a Capricorn, Mm. so he's clearly drawn, he needs a stabilizing influence, because Gemini, Mm. you know, Gemini men... They're all, they're very, Boris very... Boris Gemini, isn't he? Mm. Boris. In Boris. Yeah, you know what I mean? But what they need is someone. And so you can understand the instinct why he's gone for these earthy women mm. to, to ground him. Because my father's a Gemini and my mother's a Capricorn. Mm. And they've, they're very oh. successful together. Yeah, it can work. So they were actually soulmates. They were destined to meet. They are, there is a connection here because she also, you know, it, it, the, 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 the earthbound nature of her she's very feminine very seductive mm. and giving him what he needs she's basically an expression of his inner feminine side really mm. he's kind of fallen in love with the female inside him the f- mm. how he sees the female but then of course it's gone horribly horribly wrong because his mars is in virgo and his pluto as well and that's all about work virgos the Virgo essence is getting meaning from work. His acting actually means everything to him. And you can right. see in one of the tapes they were playing that she was saying, please don't go to this work party. Please don't go. Stay with mm. me. And so after the first flush, you know, the excitement of meeting this gorgeous woman, he wanted to go back to being Johnny Depp and have her yeah. still there. And she wanted still that closeness and she couldn't let go. And but also that explains why he's suing her, because he's suing her for making ending him lose work, career, for ending yeah. his film career. Mm. Yeah, it's if his work. It thing, means everything yeah. to him. It's his love. It's, his, it's what he loves. He loves his fans. He loves his life. He loves acting mm. um, and his relationships. I mean, that's probably why his first relationship broke down as well, is that that's, that's what gives him his meaning. And that's what his fans love him for, because he totally inhabits his role. Um, yeah. You can see that. Um, and um, she, she didn't want that. She wanted this closeness, you know, that passion, that soulmate mm. connection where 
she would be everything to him. And uh, that's where it is broken down. But now it's but ev- ridiculous. Ev- everyone keeps saying that she's the bad egg in the omelette. Um, <laughs> is it true? When two stars collide, you know, in physics, you get an explosion. You know, mm-hmm. astronomy, and this is exactly what you got. They're both really as bad as, e- as each other. Mm, uh, right. She's too controlling, and I think relationship-wise, you know, he, he is Johnny Depp. He's mm. crazy. He's a wild man of Hollywood. Um, yes, I mean, yeah. to be fair to him, I don't think you go into a relationship with Johnny Depp thinking, oh, we'll go and live in a nice house and there'll be a picket no. fence. And grow beet um, trees. Because he's Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, you know, that's he's, true. It's, it's like, <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> it's like... It, 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 birthday actually my father was born june the 9th his birthday and you know wildly unexpected michael fox born mm. on that day too interestingly though amber heard also born on the same day as jack nicholson so the thing is if you switch, switch the roles of what she's being accused of if it was a man doing mm. what she allegedly did to him we would be mm. you know she, I mean, she's very controlling i think they're both yeah. as bad as each other none of them are going to come out of this better she may well win because her chart looking at it does favor legal things when, you know, she seems to have a bit of a lucky charm there. However, he is right. going to win the public yeah. vote. I, mean, I think we're all ha- falling yes. in love with him all over again, aren't we? Yeah, no, that, that, that is true. And, it's, <laughs> and all over social media, everybody's mm. obsessed with him. He's clearly been through and, quite a lot of acting. trauma, though. I mean, the thing is, the thing is that this is his... That he is on stage for mm. this thing. So he's, yeah. yes, maybe he's lost his career because of what she said, but actually, this is his performance now. This is actually the greatest performance of his mm. life, I mm. think. Yes. Funnily enough. And he's getting what he wants, which is this is attention. He is the yeah. star. You know, but we haven't seen her testimony yet. And I'm no. interested to see if Elon Musk, you know, also romantically mm. involved. How does she get these men? You know, James mm. White. Well, I mean, I've been very pretty, much, I imagine. Very, she's <laughs> very, honestly, she's one of the prettiest women I've ever she seen. Is. My life. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's extraordinary how attractive she is. But I think the thing is, she's a Torian, and of course, Torians, because I know this, because my daughter's a Taurus, mm. they yeah. love the finer things in life. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They do. They really do. Uh, I mean, and, but also, what we're seeing through this trial as well is, you know, men like Will Smith as well, being in these relationships where the, you know, it's very interesting dynamic, isn't it, now we're seeing that there are powerful women women completely kind of like capsizing their lives Mm. Um, there is a lot of codependency going on here Mm. i mean sometimes i see them almost giving glances at each other and you wonder i think Mm. you know they would i wouldn't be surprised if they get back together it's interesting you say that because there was one brilliant clip with them where he was saying something she and they both smiled at each other it was quite (gasps) it it was very faint but you could see them I, honestly, I just think this, as soon as this is over, they're just going to get a room. Mm. But there's a lot I of know. substance abuse in this, though, isn't there? Don't you think? Oh, yes. yeah. He, a him, lot I of think substance what we abuse. Johnny Depp, is he a, a woman beater? I, I, I really hope not. He's definitely an alcoholic. He's yes. abused yeah. he's drugged. But what we see in both of them is when people's inner child hasn't been healed and is traumatized and damaged to how impossible relationships are. Because, you know, they are actually quite well suited but because they're so, so messed up by the upbringing mm. you know I, he talks mm. about his, his mother and, and he's, 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 he's not healed and you can't have a relationship when you're not healed so he's trying to get his parenting from his work astrologically nobody's going to come out of this well from mid-May onwards things might be a little bit better for Johnny but he's mm. won the public opinion she might do well in court though because she has those lucky alignments in her chart but nobody's mm. going to want anything to do with her after this mm. that's interesting but is, does it boil down to the question that who's the better actor on the day 
are they? They are. are I think they don't know anymore they, whether mm. they are acting and who they are. This is again why you need to do the inner work and why things like astrology and self-help tools. They have mm. no idea who they are at mm. all, and it's it. We are seeing, as I say, a toxic relationship playing out that should be played out behind closed doors. Both of them are traumatized, and they need to heal that. Yes, okay. nothing yes. they Thank do you. will make sense otherwise. That was Teresa Chung, our resident astrologer, spiritualist and best-selling author. If you enjoy listening to The Half Hour, why not visit mailplus.co.uk slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. If you want to get in touch, tweet us at mailplus, me at Westminster Wag or Imogen at Imogen EJ. You have been listening to The Female Half Hour with me, Sarah Vine and Imogen Edwards-Jones. Thanks for listening. <laughs>